Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical, and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose, and build a kingdom-class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes, and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to Christ in Business. This is episode 27. Today, we are going to be talking with Vika Snell. He was on episode 22. And Russ, um, I really don't know his last name. I should have asked. (laughs) But Russ, the owner of Poppin' Delicious in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. And we're going to be sharing the story about what happened when Russ gave God 30 days to save his company. His company was going out of business and they had to retrench and lay off all their employees. And Vikas went in after hearing from God and said, hey, you really um, should consider giving the company to God. And they prayed through what that meant and kind of went through that process. And they talk about that all in this week's episode of the podcast as a follow-up because when they gave God 30 days to save the company, an absolute miracle happened. And we talk about that. But first, I really don't want to spend too much time. What I want to do is go back and let you listen to a clip of the podcast from episode 22, and I'll let you hear that right now. This is a clip from episode 22 of the Christ in Business podcast. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a fresh story as, as we're talking now. It's, it's awesome. unfolding. Yeah, it's, um, it's incredible. I've, uh, about a week ago, a company contacted me and I said, um, you need to come and give us advice. You you have the knowledge on the labor law, but it's not going well with the company. And I, I, they gave me the figures. It was not going well at all. And everything pointed to it. It's, they're making a loss every year and every month. It's just, it's just going from bad to worse. And I was driving toward this meeting to meet with the owners and the management to give my opinion on the next step. And I've, I've been trained to do this so many times. I've, I've walked into companies and I have to close them down um, and do retrenchments and, uh, and, it, and it's hectic. And I was driving my car towards this meeting. It was in a hotel that we would meet the guys. And on my way there, I said to, to the Lord, listen, I'm, I'm going to retrench these people. That's what I need to do. This company needs to cut, cut their losses and move on because they're just move, losing more money. It doesn't make sense, business sense at all to keep it open. There's no way to change this thing. Um, they've carried on actually too long with this business. And then I said, well, unless you have a different opinion, God, that's what I'm going to do. And I just, I just sense God saying, but just give the company to me. What would happen if you gave the company to me? I said, well, it's not my company to give to you. I'll ask them. So <laughs> I drove there, I had a meeting and then I said, well, guys, my opinion is let's just retrench and get over and done with. But um, yes, a wild idea. God said, let's give the company to him. So um, two hours later, long story short, uh, we, we, we came to a conclusion and the guy said, all right, God's got one month to turn it around. And thereafter, we will close the doors. Um, 
And I said, well, what's the terms and conditions? How does this work? I said, well, I don't know. Let's ask him. <laughs> so, so eventually the terms and condition was, I felt, I said, listen, we will have unbroken praise going in that workplace. 24 hours, seven days a week, we will play plays of worship music on that systems in the workplace. We will print scriptures and put it on the packages and we will send scriptures out as far as possible that we can do in this month with the word of God. Let's just spread it throughout the country as far as we can. And we will also invest in, in, the, in the staff. Let's invest in them in their lives and let's just pray. Every morning we pray together and we have every now and again we have a meeting and we'll share word and we just, we just bring the church back to the workplace and see what happens. Mm. Um, so I went two days later I went to, to address the staff and say well this is the story and it's, it's weird and you might think I'm crazy but look, if you want to do this um, stand up and let's see what happens because yes it's, it's a situation they would need to grow with like 55% growth which they didn't have they were going backwards it's, it's impossible they need mm. a venue yeah. they need a place where they can move into they just lost the house Everything's against them. There's no way. I told them physically, in in my mind, there's no way you can do it on your own. You've tried for many years. It's not going to work. So this is an impossible task and you've got one month to turn it around. So if you want to trust God, commit this business to Him and stand up and see what happens. All right. So that is the backstory. Company is losing money, has been losing money for years and years. In fact, in the interview, Russ, the owner of Pop and Delicious, has shared that the company was actually being supported by another company he owned because he cared about the employees and this wasn't easy for him to get a job. You'll hear more about that in the coming interview. So the company has been losing money for years, being supported by the profits of another company. And some stuff happened and they weren't able to keep that up with the other company because some stuff happened in the, with the other company. You'll also hear that story in this coming up interview. And quite literally Vikas is praying and God says, give the company to him. He says, Hey guys, we should try this. And they say, all right, well, we'll give them 30 days. We'll give God, you have 30 days. We want to honor you. We want to praise you. And they prayed and figured out what does this mean? And so they decided to keep praise and worship music. They share some other stuff in the upcoming interview as far as what they do. And they present it to the employees and say, Hey guys, this is kind of our, our last shot. I know it's radical. I know it's kind of strange. It's not normal business, um, but w- w- this is what we're proposing. And if you agree with that, go ahead and stand up. And everybody stood up and said, all right, we're willing to do this. So a month goes by and I'm I'm tracking this. I'm texting Vikas back and forth and I'm, I'm praying for them a, a few times during the month. God woke me up at like three in the morning um, to, to start praying for them and kept praying for them several hours in the, in the early morning. And just some amazing stuff has happened that la- the next 30 days and is still happening 30 days afterwards. Anyway, I want to share this interview because this really is a case study for what it means to honor God with our business and what it means when we commit to honoring God with our in our business, with our business, and through our business, through our lives and our own faith, whether or not our employees are Christians. This is a beautiful case study of God meeting 
Russ and Vikas where they were in their business and providing an absolute miracle. So without any further ado, here is Vikas and Russ, the owner of Poppin' Delicious in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Well, Vikas, welcome back to the show. Hi, David. Thanks, eh? Hey, and you brought a friend along this time. Last episode, we kind of opened up with a story and it kind of left on a cliffhanger. You you started working with a company and you were about a week in and we'll put a link to that show in the show notes. And we've already, due to the magic of post-editing, we've already shared a little bit of a clip to catch everybody up to what happened in that last episode. You can listen to that at the link in the show notes. However, you we've finished out the month in that show, you said, you know, we'll, we'll give God 30 days to turn the company around. And it's been 30 days and we have quite a testimony and quite a story to, to share with, with the audience about what's going on. So Vikas, go ahead and introduce us to your friend here. Yeah. Hi, guys. So great to be back and especially to be back with an awesome testimony. It's been an amazing ride and um, God has been so good. So I brought along Ross Johnson, the owner of, of the company called Popping Delicious. We went through this and um, we experienced it firsthand. So yeah, so he can just share his story and what he's experienced and what he's gone through. And and we're just so excited to share this with you, all you guys. And um, also a great shout out to all of you guys that just prayed and, and the support we received. And David, from your side as well, just phoning and, and, and praying together. And, and I remember days that um, I was <laughs> almost losing faith and you just prophesying and, and, and just just praying and getting me back in the game. So, so yeah, thanks a lot, guys. So, yeah, Ross Johnson, you're on my, on my side. So over to you, Ross, if you want to say something. Shane, thanks, David and Vickers. Um, it's really a very big privilege to be on your show, David, and an amazing world that we live in with technology so we can be talking to you all the way from South Africa. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps almost just to tell you the story because, you know, to you and your listeners, David, who prayed for us and who gave us your support without actually, you know, without us actually having any reason, you know, other than that we're brothers and sisters in Christ, that you actually prayed for us and you, you gave, you gave us a great deal of hope. And, um, obviously God is, is, is the key focus to the story, but, you know, um, I'm going to start with the end result just to, to say, to say the good news that, that we, we gave the, st- the staff, the team, an unbelievable target of, in our little economy of South Africa, 200,000 rand for the month to, to come out with a break-even point so that we'd, we would not have to retrench or close down the business or retrench any of the staff. And quite frankly, I didn't believe it was possible. I said, listen, guys, you know, our bigger sister company cannot support this company anymore. There's just no ways it'll actually, it'll actually be fair to a whole bunch of other people and, you know, Vickers came along. Um, we knew each other already from work we had done together when Vickers used to be in the corporate world. And that's how I met him. And I, I told him what, what trouble we're in as a business. And, and know that, knowing that he's got godly wisdom and he's obviously working for, for a, a church in our city. And there's great interest in business from his corporate experience. He just said to me, Ross, look, come, let's talk about this. And, and maybe this isn't the end result. And maybe there is a way to help these people. Some of these people he, in fact, has met through his corporate experience before. So 
he, he had an understanding of our business and he said, look, Ross, let's meet with the staff and let's just trust God for something bigger. And I think you, you shared your story in the last podcast because I obviously listened to it consequently. And we just gave the staff, you know, a sit down and we said, look, this is the, the last month that we can stay open. There's just, you know, there's just no other option we have. And before closing, which would have been my, my choice, you know, and not a very nice choice to make, a very difficult and emotional choice because it's a 17-year-old yeah. business. I said, well, you know, what, what have I got to lose? One more month, you know, because the suggestion. And I said, it's, got, it's up to God now. That's all I have left to hope for in this situation. And at least then I have something to give to the staff to say, look, staff, if you want to keep your job. And a lot of these women, I mean, some of them are in their 50s. And in our country, we have a 27% unemployment rate. And in our country, you're not going to get work easily at 57, especially if you're not great, you know, if you're in a manufacturing job and you don't have a particularly unique skill. So it was very emotional. Anyway, to cut a long story short, three or four days after meeting the staff right at the beginning of the month and giving them what is really the biggest target and the biggest month in our 18-year history, which was the impossible task, three mm. or four days later, Vickers showed great leadership and came in and, and said, look, guys, you can't give up. And uh, I, I believe at this point I should hand over to Vickers because you, you want to say what happened next. Before we do jump there, Russ, if you could kind of explain a little bit about the company. What is the name of the company? What do you guys do? That way, for those of the people listening, they can they can understand a little bit about what what the situation's like for sure. what the company does and everything. Awesome. So it's a company called Popping Delicious. And being a country that looks to America as a massive country, I know popcorn's very big in your country. And we've sold about 5 million packets of popcorn over the last 17 years. And we basically been very strong at times in our history, but through not innovating and giving focus to a much bigger company, which I won't talk about necessarily in this podcast, my time has been allocated and dedicated to a very high growth path in a different company. So I kept this smaller company alive, really mostly for the staff because they, as I previously mentioned they're people that I've known for many years and I thought, sure, you know, these are lives that would be affected. But there are still 150 outlets that we supply weekly and we manufacture this popcorn with two big popcorn machines, funnily enough, that we imported from America and we deliver to shops which arrive in a 300 kilometer or what would be almost a 200 mile radius from our city. And so people eat every day, but we haven't given the business the attention it deserves and, you know, and that's probably also why I agreed with Vickers to give this business at least one month. And, yeah, and basically also indirectly not to be selfish to the other staff and the greater company that, that has quite literally kept this company alive for almost two years, unnaturally so by feeding it with extra funds monthly to keep it going. Mm-hmm. With that bigger company also going through its uh, own challenges with our governments and some unusual sort of funding issues that are in the, in the country at the moment that I, I won't go into and, and different other challenges. We had no choice but to give popcorn this month. And obviously God is full of positive and uplifting hope. I mean, God never brings you to your knees without giving you something bigger to look to. And Vickers just said to me, you know, Ross, if we give this problem to God and we give him the opportunity to show us something or, or another, then the worst thing that could happen is that 
you know, we've done that and we've communicated that to the staff and we've given them at least this one month to turn things around and mm-hmm. let's see what happens. And I said, well, we don't have a lot to lose. I mean, let's do that. But I, I honestly didn't believe to begin with that, that we could actually do it. I really hoped we could. And funnily enough, we actually hit our target on the last day of the month on a Sunday. So I was running around on a Saturday and Sunday, the, the second and, and last day of the month with one of our staff who hadn't eaten for a day and a half because he was, he was beside himself. <laughs> All our staff were on WhatsApp sort of saying, okay, cool, I'll be closing the doors on Monday morning if we made it. Mm. And I think we pretty much reached our target at quarter to four in the afternoon on the last day of the month. And I mean, I just wow. fell over my back and said, no, this is just unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah, It's incredible. I mean, it's 18 years of business and we had our best month in 18 years and, and it's a true story yeah. you know I can yeah. give you lots of details if you want to ask questions but yeah yeah any facts of facts so here you are and you've had a the company is being kept alive by a sister company basically is what yeah. I hear you saying and yeah. and it's gotten to the point where there's some other stuff going on in the, the other company and and it's just saying this just can't keep going on anymore and yeah so you, you share that with the staff and then you said Vikas steps up and Vikas, what did you, at that point, what did you share with the staff? What was that like? Yeah, David, it was, it was not easy. So you walk in there and um, I've done, I've done a couple of hundred retrenchments in my life. So I'm used to delivering news um, and shocking news to, to people. But this time was different. This time I was putting my faith on the line. Um, normally I would just order, follow um, instructions from an uh, employer and or owner of a company and I was just I was just used to doing just doing it was just a work it was just a job for me in the past this time it was personal this I was trusting God to come through and and not and not to fail me almost in a sense because I was walking out on a limb and I had no guarantees that this is going to work and I just had my faith to go on and to convince people that listen give your company to God and I believe he will change it and Walking around with this, this thought in your mind that, but what if it doesn't work? Won't you do greater damage? So all these lies comes up. And what if you, you will do greater damage if you said, give a company to God and it still fails and people get retrenched and it's even the people would be worse off than normal. So battling all these thoughts, we walked in there and we, we said to the guys, listen, I believe God said you must give this company to, over to him and, and trust him. And we had a chat to these people on the Friday and then um, everybody just stood up and said, let's do this. And when I asked how are we going to do it, uh, we think we mentioned this in the last time, we said we will have unbroken praise on our systems. We will pray, we have praise and worship on the systems. We will start each day with prayer and we'll have small, almost like Bible study times, two or three times in a week. Um, I would spend time with these guys or Ross would go and spend time with them. And then also mainly we would have scriptures um, on all the packages. And we said, if this ship goes down, it will go down with worship in our ears and the word of God will be spread all over the distribution points. And it, the, the guys just also stood up and showed so much courage by saying, all right, we don't know what you're talking about, but let's, let's do this. And then I think it was the first week, the, the first Monday, this was happened on the, on the Friday, the, the, the talk to the staff. And then Monday, already we saw record sales and, and a change in the sales. And I thought, wow, this is actually happening. By Tuesday, it continued. By Wednesday, in our small 
life group set up with these guys and just talking through this and worshiping with them, we saw all of them giving their lives to Jesus and those that have already in the past recommitted their lives to Jesus with the company. And it was such a beautiful mm. moment just to see how God just connected with a company in a, in a more intimate manner. And that was just yeah, it's stunning to be scared to and basically, obviously, emotionally, you know, headed for, for in some of their cases would have felt like destruction because, I mean, they, they're not easily employable and they're not exactly from the, you know, the wealthiest part of our society. Uh, I mean, our little company pays about 60% higher than the minimum wage, but our country is also very unequal, unfortunately. We've got a very disparate mm -hmm. difference between poor and rich. And, you know, at 60% higher than minimum wage, they're, they're living reasonably well, but, you know, they're not living well above, you know, what, what they need. So... Yeah. Ultimately, Vickers going in there and then all of them giving their lives to the Lord about four days later, you know, recommitting their lives to God. And some of their cases were, were newly committing their lives to God. I mean, just one of our staff who's been dating her boyfriend for a number of years, she said that just their family relationship or their relationship, sorry, turned around. And I think it was about a week into this whole experience that he actually asked her to get engaged. You know, mm. and, and we just suspect, we didn't sort of ask her this directly, it wouldn't be appropriate, but we thought to ourselves, maybe maybe this, just this experience and her coming closer to God has brought, she said her, her relationship with God has become stronger and also her boyfriend. And I think that's what happens when you turn to God because you haven't got a choice. Yeah, it's a mm. big step of faith, you know, to go, yeah. to go something yeah. like this. And it's not easy. It's not easy. You have to work, eh? I mean, we also it's got to, you got to expect you to work. So you know that that's yeah. the character growth that I guess happens. You know, and the, and the lesson that helps. Mm -hmm. I wish I could say it was just smooth sailing, eh? But there was days where everything fell apart, and then they would phone me and, and they say it's not working, and um, this person is has lost it, and this person losing the plot, and it was just. And you get involved and you, you just see the spiritual attacks. And I, I'm, I'm used to, to spiritual attacks in your personal life when you see God mm -hmm. and you're entering into a new phase in, in your Christianhood. But to experience it in a company is totally different. It's a totally different level. And mm -hmm. to see it, is, it's, it's um, an eye-opener to, to realize that the enemy is coming for you, whether it's a business or it's your personal life. He's going to come for you. He doesn't want the glory of God to be known um, and you will stop it at all costs. So it's not smooth sailing. And it was a tough month emotionally. But what we've realized is um, if I change the world, but the people don't experience God, I achieve nothing. So we can, we can change the world with our vision and, and give people the best popcorn. And we can, we can change the world or the, your part of the world with, with salaries and what increases, whatever. But if you haven't let people experience God, you have achieved nothing. And so it's all about leaving little bits of pieces of evidence of God on the trail you're walking. Um, mm, and we've experienced this. Um, mm. And we are experiencing God in this business and people's lives. And they, people are praying for, for healing now while they're working. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, we, we obviously, a, a Christian businessman in our town literally donated stickers, you know, with, with scriptures on them, which we then started applying to every single packet of popcorn that was being sent out. And that was your idea, Vickers. And a Christian businessman phoned us and said, look, he, he can't actually 
take this popcorn from us because there are Muslims at his workplace and they're, they're, you know, he's worried they'll be offended. And we basically said, look, sir, if you want to take the, the stickers off, you're welcome to, or not take our popcorn anymore. But this is something we believe we need to do. And we, we're continuing to do that. I mean, I've never personally seen it in my country. I haven't seen a business that put scriptures all over their products. And I mean, it's just a scripture and it's literally a sticker and it's very mm-hmm. obviously there. But, and I, I have obviously a great deal of love and respect for all people. And it does, doesn't mean it changes necessarily, changes what I believe. But I mean, there's kosher food, there's halal food. Well, hang on, this mm-hmm. is Christian food. Yeah. So the temptation was real. I remember that phone call when they phoned. They said, "Listen, this is a really big potential client here that's asking us to remove the scripture from the product." Yeah, especially when you guys are when you guys are trying to focus on increasing sales, and there's a potential loss in sale. (laughs) That's 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 like a testing moment right there. Yeah, yeah. So you try to balance it, and you say, "All right, God, if I can take if I take the scripture off." We might increase the sales, but then again, you're back to doing it out of your own effort. So mm-hmm. we just said, no, God said, put scriptures on it. He didn't say, take it off at any stage. So let's stick to the, to the game plan. And if they don't take it, God will open another door. And he didn't just open another door. He opened it with a brand new idea, yeah. how he gave us wisdom to innovate the product. And that is actually what saved the company yeah, on the last week. That's an weekend. amazing story, actually. Like, so probably two weeks into this month, um, my daughter Hannah uh, happened to turn seven years old, and she just went to one of our local restaurants with my wife. I was I was not not at that particular. I wasn't with them at that moment, and a, a local uh, radio station, which is the most popular station in our city, happened to be at that restaurant uh, during a Saturday during the day, and they had a gift buckets, a popcorn bucket, believe it or not, with a whole bunch of sort of toys and technology, like a little thing. I won't go into the details, but toys and things that could could be enjoyed by a child. And they actually interviewed her on the radio station and I recorded the clip uh, because my wife alerted me to just like two, three minutes before it happened. She knew my daughter was going to go on air. Uh, was not planned at all. It just happened randomly. And mm. after this happened, I thought to myself, what are the chances that my daughter would be given a, literally a popcorn bucket? I mean, I can WhatsApp you an image of this thing with the radio station's branding on it. And what is God trying to tell us? And you know, my wife said to me, you know what, Ross, maybe we should be putting popcorn into that bucket and adding technology goods from our sister company. We sell all sorts of computer items, headphones, power banks, you know, things that people really seem to really once all the time. Then they always want another USB cable. They always want another power bank. And I said, well, let's, let's put that in then. It was like, why not? What have, what have we got to lose? And you know, man, that was incredible because we just went into overdrive and we started making these things and we're calling them, well, effectively we're branding them, give joy, give joy and get kindness back. And it's sort mm. of, it's really a pop tech bucket. It's a pop popcorn technology bucket. And we're putting them into our local supermarkets and we're making them like a gift, a gift pack whereby um, people can, can buy it, give it, give it to, a, to a loved one or someone who's special in their life instead of a, a bunch of flowers. And, uh, and that, that really gave us probably the last 25% of our sales for the month in just two weeks. 
And without it, we would not have reached our targets. And Vickers, maybe you want to step in here. You like literally started sending out messages and people started ordering them from us. And we had to literally go and deliver them to houses. A phenomenal, innovative idea. Like it's an amazing idea. Yeah, it became became a same-day delivery idea. So it went viral on on WhatsApp groups and on on Facebook groups. Um, And initially the staff was was not for this. They said, but they were judging the idea, but uh, wait a minute, you can't change this. We 16 are, years later, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, this? We, <laughs> we are fighting for our lives here and now you want to change a product which can cost us. You have no guarantee this is going to work. What are you doing? And you, you have to deal with all those emotions. And on the other side, we kept on praying for wisdom and you need to believe that this is a godly wisdom and this, is, and this, might, be, this might be it. Mm. So you, you, you leave, lean on it and you go into it, um, and it, and it, it pay it off. And we've got Easter coming up. So now we're going to theme the pop tech buckets with Easter products. And I mean, if you look at the symbolism there, you can say, well, it's Jesus Christ's resurrection. You know, that's the symbolism of Easter. And mm-hmm. we're obviously going to Easter bunny stuff. And we're going to get this into all the supermarkets that we supply, because obviously getting a new product into a supermarket is still a challenge because they've always got space problems and thousands of products competing for that. So we're going to theme them with Easter and we know they're going to say yes. And Easter's two weeks away. So we've actually upped the target by another 20%. So we don't want to just break even this month. We want to make profit so the mm-hmm. company can get into a healthy space. And this new product is coupled to Easter is what we're going to use to do that. So yeah, yeah God, thank you, Lord. And watch, watch the space. <laughs> yeah, and I think also... A great scripture that helped us stay motivated through all these ideas coming out was Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says, before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. And then every Mm -hmm. plan you make will succeed. And we just said, well, God, we put it totally our trust in you. And we believe the plans we make, we have the mind of Christ that you would deposit in our minds the right ideas and give us the wisdom we need to do this. Um, and in Proverbs 16, verse 20, with the other verse that said, One skilled in business discovers prosperity, but the one who trusts in God is blessed beyond belief. And that's exactly what happened. We, was, we are so blessed beyond belief through the emotions and the, the, the people's lives that change. Money can't buy that. Money can't buy those emotions and those, those, the, the, face, the, the smile on their faces and the, and the unbelief. And the, yeah. 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 I'm just praising and worshiping. So like this week to celebrate, obviously Sunday behind us was the 31st of the month. So yes, day before yesterday, mm. sorry, Thursday, yesterday, we just took food there and we basically got together and we put YouTube on, on a laptop screen and we put a, a loudspeaker, a Bluetooth speaker, and we just praised and worshiped and gave glory to God. You know, and mm. we, we sang, we raised a hallelujah, which is a Bethel song, I think. And... Um, yeah, uh, it's just it's just about lives changed, and I, and you know it's also about God gets the glory because God actually did this. You know, I said to the staff, if Vickers had not come into our lives, there's absolutely no way we'd be open today. We'd have actually closed. Fact, mm-hmm. you know? and Vickers. So obviously, I said thank you to God, but God sending Vickers into our space and bringing a godly perspective on things is the only reason why we actually have have staff at work today. So God gets all the glory. That's the bottom line. And um, the future yeah. is unknown. And how are we going to reach this 250 target? We've got some ideas. We're, we're trusting. Uh, we're going to have to work hard. Uh, I think God also needs us to apply ourselves. But also 
you know, pushing boundaries and, and kind of getting to a place which allows you to extend your own self is how we find meaning in life. And it is how I believe God operates and how God allows us to experience that positive, you know, reinforcement of achieving a goal which is valuable and, and worth something. And he wants to use the workplace, I, I believe, and this is what I've learned through Vekas, to mm-hmm. actually speak into people's lives because we work, a, a large part of our life is work. And work is not separate to church. Church is a, a great place to worship and to come together with fellow believers, but the workplace is a great place to show how God operates and mm-hmm. how the workplace yeah. may seem, seem very disconnected to spirituality and to emotions, but it's actually a very good place to apply those spiritual and, and, and relational principles. And actually, when you do that, I, I see now that work can be a very profitable and a happier environment. Yeah. There's so many scriptures, but the one that comes to mind is where, where Jesus says, you can't serve both God and mammon at the same time. Yeah. And mammon, that, that word there is talking about anything you rely upon outside of God for sustenance. It's talking about the deceitfulness of riches or whatever we put our, the worldly things that we put our trust in. And what I love about this yeah. is that you guys have made a decision to say, you know what, if, if we trust, if it was a money decision, if it was a decision based on worldly wisdom, this, this company would be shut but we're choosing not to serve that master. We're choosing to serve and rise above, put our mind on higher things and make decisions based upon what, what God would have done and God's love for his people is wanting them to have jobs, God's love for the people in the company and the fact that he can provide, he can provide a miracle. And even though, mm-hmm. even though it was hard and even though there were times where you, um, for like the, the company that said, well, I can't put this, I can't buy your product. Um, but you guys stuck to it and said, no, this is, this is not, we're not serving the sale. We're serving God. And yeah, this is something, this has got to be, it's got to be all God. It can't just be us. I love that example that you guys are, are living out. How is this Russ specifically and because as well, how has this affected your your personal walk or your personal prayer life? Yeah, so basically uh, for a long time now, and, and I mean, we are, uh, certainly myself, uh, and I'm saying this with all sincerity, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a, a big believer in God and I'm a, an amazing, like I massively believe in the principles that he's, he says in his word. But to see him at work, um, you know, in really in, in a small company, which, which is real lives, and to see him actually change that environment is something I'll never forget. And I think it's a lesson that has just strengthened my faith because the avoidance of pain for the people that most, particularly the people in the business that it directly affects on a daily basis. And, you know, the, the breath of life that has been breathed into it is something that I'll take for as long as I'm alive. And um, I'll certainly apply it to other areas of our workplace. And, and also just to, to learn to get and let go, let go and let God, you know, because um, as a business person, you're forever chasing your tail and looking for new opportunities and trying to see how you can physically and, mani- and your own personal strength manipulate and ho- hopefully make a positive impact to mm. your, your immediate environment. 
so yeah, from a faith point of view, it's something I can always share. And I, and I shared it this, this afternoon with some lady who's going through depression. She, she'll remain nameless. And I just told her, you know, God is there. She's a believer. And uh, hope is is ever-present. Uh, it's just how we direct our attention. But I guess in some cases, you know, you just have to let God take take the reins and also get all the glory. I think that's what God does through these situations. He actually wants to show off. Mm. And I think he wants to show people that he is, um, you know, he, he doesn't care so much about our material environments as much as he cares, of course, about our relationship with him. And as Becca's yeah. mentioned a little earlier, that sometimes people can only get that when they experience God and see God at work. And thank God for his, you know, willingness, you know, through and through your listeners, um, David, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, and I'm actually very, very grateful to your listeners for the prayers that went out, eh? You know, it's amazing yeah. they can pray from so far away. And um, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. And, um, and trust me, I've also been through my personal challenges in life. I haven't always been a stronger believer. So for those who are listening who are not as strong in faith, it doesn't matter. Just God meets you where you are. Just mm. ask him to show himself to you and ask him to just be a part of your journey and, you know, and be honest with God, be straight up with God and say, God, I'm not in a good space or I am in a great space or I'm, and let him talk to you, you know, and go with whatever you think he's saying, because he always trusts obedience, even if you, you're not entirely sure. Just trust him for direction. And, and yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. The, the, great, the great news. Yeah. How, how has this experience changed the way you look at some of the other businesses you're involved in? Yeah, we've got a, a group of 400,000 students in our country, and that's our greater business that are government-funded where we're su- supplying educational material to them, ebooks, textbooks, um, computers, um, you know, and um, we've had a 68% growth rate in that company for nine years running. And it's been my area of most focus and attention for these nine years. And it's been an incredible journey, but obviously through a fair amount of hard work and obviously some inflection points where I definitely believe God was involved and, um, maybe more so than I now previously realized through what I've just also experienced in the smaller business. But it is our government and our country is perhaps not as financially stable as America by a long shot. And um, they've just changed the funding model. And we have an, an overhead of approximately, in, in RAND value, uh, a 780,000 RAND a month, which may be something in the region of 80,000 US dollars a month. I'm just approximating. And with the change in market, our government literally, with its decision, has meant that there's roughly a 70% drop in our expected funding for our business model. And that's all Mm. just happened in the last month and a half. So me and Vickers are going to run in there, you know, and, um, you know, this week actually apply exactly the same principle. And how weird is that? That the same sort of (laughs) thing is happening business. It's almost like God saying, okay, here's the small one. Let's sort this one out. And so I use those principles to the bigger model and let's do that there. So <laughs> this is not planned. I mean, this is definitely not a contrived story. This is just unfortunately another coincidence along the road. Um, but I, I mean, it's God, God, again, we have to just trust him. And, and, and here, here is the deal. You know, if, if, if we're losing 70% of our, our funding, 
for what is a 70 staff man team, well, how on earth are we not going to retrench unless we change our business model overnight? Mm. So we've got some real challenges in this in this month ahead and big decisions to make. But but our, our decision, and this is something that we discussed yesterday, certainly my viewpoint based on what we've just gone through is I'm not going to retrench anyone. And mm. that's that's a step of faith, you know, and I'm gonna go with that for now. I have no choice really. I just want to really honor God for what he's done already and let's hope that he can help us with this next next phase. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of real people in you know, and let's let's just see lives changed again, Vickers. That's my hope. Yeah, we're going to do it. Um, and with God on our side, nothing's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to live our, our next motto for this month. is going to be make your agenda to let everyone prosper in life and then give God the glory. So let us, mm-hmm. let us allow the staff to prosper and give God the glory. So let's make decisions where they prosper through this and not retrench. So it's a, it's a massive step of faith. And I also truly believe that this is not a coincidence that we had to go through this for the, for the smaller one so we can apply the principles and the, the glory to God will be just so much more um, that, that will go out. And um, it's incredible. And we've also, in this process, we've, we've been given favor through this company's involvement in the university. We've been given favor to host like worship sessions for students on the campus. And we had our second worship session in two weeks ago now. The students that came, which is just amazing. The amount of students that, that arrived just to come and worship and experience God, it's already, it's already God's favor on, on this whole process. Lives being impacted and changed for just being present and asking God, how does your kingdom look in this situation? Mm. Yeah, so... Um yeah, basically the market in South Africa is, we've got a big tertiary education market, which probably in total includes about 1.1 million people, of which again, 400,000 are government funded. And our vision and mission as a bigger company, and this is the greater company, which um, is, the, is the education material supplier. Our vision and mission is, is to improve South Africa through love and generosity and scalable solutions. So that summarizes our vision. And obviously we, we want to impact our country positively. And obviously there are a lot of people in that business that are not, not necessarily Christians, atheists, and, and even Muslims who work for us. But we all do have, in general, a common value set, and we do also you know, want better for our environments. And um, you know, I think when things go bad, I think that's the opportunity where, where God is either gonna, you know, where you can turn around and say, look, oh, this is bad and life is bad, where you can basically say this is an opportunity for us to grow in character and to respond positively to our environment. Now, that's easy to say, but it's very difficult to navigate if you don't actually know what the future is and what is needed. And that's where Mm. God comes in. Because if you pray and you think you know what God is saying, because I mean, come on, we're humans and all of us know God differently and we're all at different levels of our walk with God and you act on what you think God is saying, he can't expect anything more. And that's what we're going to have to do now. We're going to have Mm. to, you know, I have, now it's coming home to me because this is where I make my biggest income as an individual. And now my life is on the line, so to speak, as well. So this is really, again, back to the story, really just the smaller company and what's been learned and taking it to a bigger audience and ultimately, God also can use our team. Maybe, just maybe, this is our opportunity to serve in a much bigger way 
and, and to a bigger audience because through innovation, you often find gaps in the market that you didn't previously see because you have no choice. And then, and, and then maybe just maybe God can open up a much bigger door. And maybe not. You know, God is in control. We just have to move forward and hope for the very best. And let's pray that the testimony keeps unfolding the way we, we hope it will. Yeah. Um, the very worst that can happen, of course, is that hopefully, you know, we are drawn closer to God through this and people in our business are. And just maybe, and just hopefully, we can also have an impact on our environment. So, I mean, just in that greater company, we fed 27,000 students last year that were not funded by governments. And we fed 27,000 different meals to these students. And we built a little building called the Food Bank because our country is, of course, very different in its uh, affluence. So there's a lot more marginalized people technically in terms of economic, economic inputs. So um, we believe that we do run things well, but that, isn't, that does not mean we're not uh, immune to the winds of change. So mm-hmm. um, that's, where, that's where God is ultimately... I think that is when God really is in his in his best place to actually step in and where you have no choice but to be reliant on him. And even for those of us who are not necessarily believers or very marginal believers, that's I think where God is most best able to reach people. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Awesome guys. So Rook Real quick, the question in the back of my mind, for you to make the, going back to the results of the, of this past month, for you to make that goal, what was February's numbers with the pop and delicious versus how big of a jump was it to go from where you, where you were at the beginning of the month to where you finished out? Yeah. So basically, um, we were on 148,000 Rand for, for March, for February rather. And um, our best month in our 18-year history was 180,000 rand. Um, okay. So our best month in our in our history was technically say 17, 18% higher than our Feb- February month. We had a lot of expense creep over the two, three years previous because wages went up with inflation. We have a higher inflation rate, and we didn't keep mm-hmm. that in check. So our costs had risen quite sharply over the two years that had preceded, and you know, we were running at a 50,000 rand a month loss, um, mm-hmm. January, uh, December, January, and probably a 28,000 rand loss in February. And we needed to hit a 200,000 rand month, which is technically 10% higher than our best ever month in our previous 18 years. And effectively a 34% jump on 148,000 rand to, to reach our break-even points. So that would give you your listeners an indication of percentage growth. You know, yeah. bigger companies experience a 10% growth and they're like, wow, this has been the best year ever. But a smaller company can jump faster. But, you know, we pushed pretty hard to get that February target because our January target, we had, we'd hit 104,000 Rand. In December, we hit 98,000 Rand. And I said to the staff, listen, the company's in trouble. You guys are making a massive loss. You better work a bit harder in Feb. And we had 148 and I said, well, you know, we still made a loss, so that's it. And then Vickers mm-hmm. obviously stepped in and gave us, asked me to say, well, what do you need to actually do here to, to keep these people employed and keep your company open? And I said, well, it's bigger than our previous best month ever, so let's try. 
<laughs> That's amazing. So you guys went into it thinking that there, there's not much we can do. There's not much. We'll give God 30 days. And you walk out and through God's provision and an innovative idea that he gives you, you guys do a your best month in the company history over, you said, 18 years? Yeah, 18, 18 years since 2001, hey? And um, I think that's the miracle right there. I mean, my little girl's name is Hannah. It means favor, favor, grace or favor of God, which I didn't know until after we gave her the name. We just went to look up what the name means. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, this sort of symbolism could be that the radio station randomly, we're a city of 2 million people, randomly happened to be at that restaurant on that day, happened to notice that my daughter's there and someone probably said it's her birthday. So they said, oh, let's sing happy birthday to her on the radio station, gave her a gift, which is a popcorn bucket of all things with some gifts in it. (laughs) And I mean, yeah, the favor of God, grace of God, perhaps you can link those two things and just say, well, hang on. Well, what's, what does this mean? We made, made, made a product out of that, Mm. uh, which incredible you know it wouldn't have we would not have reached target if that had not happened yeah not, not that's that's, not, that's what so good chance that day so good so good and yet a secret day if you if you partner with god you could you get access to so much more information and so much mm-hmm. more ideas that and then you're open to more ideas um if, you, if we didn't partner with god we wouldn't have been opened for this situation for the gift, it would, just, it would have just been another gift. Yeah. yeah. Because you're part of God, it opens up your mind and you realize, but God, wait, God is showing stuff to us and we need to be open to realize that God is actually talking to businessmen and women out there on a daily basis. He's talking to us and he's showing stuff and he's leading us in ways to go, but your spirit should be open enough to accept it um, and run with the ideas he's giving us. Yes, yes. And that, that is a perfect, perfect place because that brings it right back to where what this podcast is about. It's about how we we as business owners, for those of you listening, for Russ, for Vikas, how is we as business owners can partner with God and and come back and come back and ultimately it takes Ephesians, what is it, Ephesians one four or one three, where it's it says that God the Father, He blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And it takes that partnership with Him. We've been adopted into His kingdom. We give Him, we give Him the role and the, the authority over our life and over our business. And we're stewarding ultimately His kingdom, His business. And we're saying, Lord, what is it that you've given me? And how can I use that? And I love what uh, Rick Beatenbow said in the in the last podcast episode or a couple episodes ago. He said a kingdom business is simply a business that where the leadership at the top listens to God. That's this is this is a perfect example of that. It's simply saying, God, here's from from Vikas from your professional advice. Here's here's how to go and here's how to retrench. But God, I don't want to recommend it unless that's what you recommend. Or going and and just noticing that God has given you an idea at the perfect time to hit your target at the end of the month is that God is partnering with us because He does have a purpose for our profit. He does have yeah. a purpose for our business, and it, it's not necessarily that we give our money to a charity or a nonprofit or our church, but it's also that we love and we care for the people in the company. That the people in the company know that we are 
followers of God. They don't have to be followers of God to work for us. Uh, that doesn't mean that we create a little Christian bubble that we work in, but it does mean that the leadership listens to God. And I love what you said, because it was, is if we're not leaving pieces of God or hints of God around on the trail as we walk, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so it's yeah. it's partnering with God, profit with a purpose, and then ultimately going above and beyond what the world would do and building a kingdom class company because it's it's ultimately what God decides and what God sets the standard for how we how we ought to love, how we ought to build, and even the innovation. He's ultimately that the sets the standard for how we run our lives and how we run our businesses. So I love your guys' story. And it's been a pleasure for me just to pray and partner with you. And kind of I've at one point, I felt like when I got the text Sunday, I think it was, yeah, Sunday morning, I got the text from you guys. Um, it was right at the end of your guys' day. And yeah. I had to spend some time just praying and, and rejoicing because it, it felt like Number one, this podcast is is fairly new. It's it's only been less than six months old that I started it. And I asked, I said, God, the only reason I'm starting this podcast is because I want to tell the stories of what you're doing in business all around the world. And I felt like he was giving me the opportunity to break a kingdom story. And it, it was just awesome to see. And people kept following up and saying, hey, how's that company doing? How's that when someone would download the episode, they'd, they'd reach out and ask how it was doing. And I said, well, we're, we're still praying, but I'm, I'm looking forward to having them on the podcast. So praise God. God. Thank you guys for coming on the show and sharing the story. Thank you guys for choosing to trust God instead of just trust what the numbers say. And because of that, God is being glorified all around the world. Uh, we have 24 different countries that are listening to this podcast and, from all around the world, people are hearing the story from South Africa, of what it means to be a kingdom entrepreneur, what it means to trust God and partner with God in business. And then ultimately what it means to trust him above, above the sale and trust him above what the numbers say a little bit. And just, just coming to see that story. And like I said, this battle, even though it may seem like, hey, this is just a little popcorn company or hey, this is just... I believe it's a whole lot bigger than that because everybody hearing this is is also going to be challenged and pushed further in their relationship with God. And like I shared with you before we started recording, this is a battle that was fought on an economics front, but the spoils of the battle and Christ's reward for this battle is ultimately the, the fact that the hearts of men and women are going to be more loyal, more more dedicated and worship him even even greater. So thank you guys for being willing to to share the story and just letting us experience it with you and, and partner with you guys in prayer. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thanks so much to you and, and your listeners, David, and well done for doing such an amazing job of actually bringing news like this to other people. And I, I just, we pray for your listeners as well, that, that God would lead them to, to just, to just, to just realize that he's actually, this, this, this approach is, is one way of handing over and letting God actually own the company. And, and that takes a huge amount of stress and burden off the actual earthly owner because ultimately if it's in his hands it gives him the opportunity to to really reveal himself through our workplaces yeah i would like to support and just on the on the closing i want to um challenge you all anybody that's listening to this today i want to challenge you that if you own a business make a date this week where you you take your business and you literally give it over to god have a ceremony, call your staff together and just say today, from this day forward, this business belongs to God. 
and we partner with them. And I wanted, I want to hear those stories coming from there. And I promise you, there will be testimonies that uh, that's streaming in, mm-hmm. because it, if if something belongs to God, it can only prosper. Yes. So thanks a lot for for praying for for this company and for praying for us and keeping our hands up. And um, all glory to God. Amen. Thanks, Amen. David. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Vikas. Wow, what a challenge. What a challenge. This week, set some time on your calendar. In fact, right now, set some time on your calendar to explore with God in prayer what that means. What does it mean to give your company to God? And let Him meet you where you are. Let Him meet you in your business where you are right now, no matter whether it's really good and your business is booming or whether you're struggling right now, what does it look like to have a ceremony and give the business to God and do it publicly, not just privately, publicly. I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to take Vikas up on his challenge. And I also invite you to join the I Am Christ in Business group. And that name has, I've changed the group from the Christ in Business VIP community to the I Am Christ in Business community. And the reason why we're doing that is because we are Christ in Business. We've been called the body of Christ. We have been called heirs to God and co-heirs to Christ. We've been invited and adopted into that royal household of God. And so I invite you to join the I Am Christ in Business community and Share the testimony, share what you are doing publicly, share exactly where you are meeting God, exactly where God is meeting you in your business, and the testimonies and the stories that come from that. If that's something that you're interested in, then go to thedavidrobertson.com slash group. I will repeat that as the outro of this podcast. We've changed that. I've changed that a little bit and you'll hear that. But until next week, guys, I bless you. I bless you. Go be Christ in business. I bless you to partner with God, to profit with purpose. I bless you to build a kingdom class company that has an impact on the cities, the cultures, and the communities around you. I bless you to go be Christ in business. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I want to make sure you heard that right. You are Christ in business. You have been adopted into the royal household of God. You are heirs to God and co-heirs with Christ. You've been raised up with Christ. You've been seated in heaven and you are called the body of Christ, the fullness of God. This is who God says we are. And if we're God's sons or daughters in business, we don't let the world set the standard for what God's kids do in business. No, we partner with God. We profit with a purpose and we go beyond world class to build kingdom class companies. We are Christ in business. And I want to encourage you to join us right now as we march the name of Christ to the top of the business mountain. Give Jesus his full reward and show the world we are his disciples. Here's a few ways you can do that. First, share this podcast with someone you know who is Christ in business. Second, subscribe and leave a review in this podcast app because that helps this podcast get found. And third, join the I Am Christ in Business Facebook group by going to thedavidrobertson.com slash group. 